Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Man, I feel like a woman. Hi, and welcome to Powered Up Talk Radio. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Polly Monson, and we're going to talk in today and in the next couple segments about getting out of the gym, getting powered up, having the energy that you need to have to get through your life. I know that most of us are 40-something, 50-something. We've got kids. We've got teenagers. We've got elder care issues, child care issues, you name it. And the more we have to do, the better our bodies need to be. So we are going to talk about being mindful with our workouts. We're going to talk about fitness. We're going to talk about flexibility. We're going to talk about nutrition. This is not something you're going to want to miss. You're going to want to download it. You're going to keep it, listen to it forever. And you're also going to want to make sure that you hit all four of our health and fitness shows this summer because you are getting the benefit of one of New York's best premier trainers for our age group willing to come here today and share information, share her secrets that people can spend up to $250 an hour for this information, so you're not going to want to miss it. And without further ado, I'm going to welcome Polly Monson. And Polly, I would like you to introduce yourself to our listeners because many of the people joining us today have not heard you on our show before, and you have a lot, lot of great history that brought you to where you are today. So can you share that with us? Oh, my goodness. Of course, Sandra, of course. Well, let me first say that I am so glad to be here, and thank you so much for inviting me. Um, I have been looking forward to this for all week. Um, A little bit about me, I guess. I have been training for over eight years. I started in Chicago way back when, um, mainly training women, mainly in this demographic, 30s, 40s, 50s. Um, I honed in on some brides for a while for a while there, which I absolutely adored. Um, once leaving Chicago, I went to D.C., and I trained for a couple years in D.C., mostly runners, became a weight loss specialist, kettlebells, TRX, kind of, you name it, I did it. Um, post there, I went to Spain, actually, and worked in Madrid for a little while, learned some Spanish, you know, took a little break from real life, and then came back here for grad school to get my master's in PR, where it helped me start my company, Central Sweat, which is an online health and wellness company based around accessible fitness. So it's my goal, and what I've come across over my training years are two significant problems with the kind of training system that I want to try to overcome. Uh, one being price. We're pretty pricey, as you were saying. It's not that we don't, I don't feel like our that we have the value, but at the same time, I want to have access to more people that can, that need us, that 
can't necessarily afford it. So that part of Accessible Fitness I do with $5 boot camps in Central Park right here in New York City, which we're starting this week, which we're very excited about. Um, and also through my online fitness coaching. And I hone in on accessibility that way because I can basically train anybody all over the country or anybody all over the world, which I love doing at a lower price than what an hour training session would be. And we go over everything, nutrition, flexibility, fitness, mindset, motivation, goals, like life circumstance. I really personalize it to the person that I'm talking to because that's kind of what this business is. Um, there are no straight absolute rules for the most part. There's just a lot of options and being in the business for as long as I've been, I have all of those options. I have the knowledge to give you those options. It's just about us kind of figuring out how to marry what you want with what I know that you need so that you're able to balance all of these things on a day to day basis. Does that make sense? Oh, my God, does it make sense. You know, you were like living my life there. And I want to tell our listeners that something funny happened uh, with respect to me working, you know, like with Polly and some other trainers and nutritionists and fitness experts we've had on the show. When I first started, Polly, it was really interesting because I don't know if it was a self-esteem thing. I don't know if it was a mindfulness thing, but I really was hesitant in spending money on myself. You know, I went out and I bought a new pair of, you know, gym shoes, sneakers, trainers, whatever you call them, wherever you are listening. Um, And I bought a little workout bag and some things. And I thought, well, I'll get a modestly priced gym. And then, you know, I worked out and then I was like, ooh, I'm starting to feel really good. And then I I bought some of those DVDs you see on TV. I bought the uh, the Tony Horton's P whatever X P90X. Then I bought Jillian Michaels things. You know, those are like a hundred bucks, hundred and twenty a pop. And you know, then I started feeling even better. And then I saw the Nutribullet, and I got my Nutribullet, and um, and then I saw this Visalis program. And you know, I started on their nutrition, their engineered nutrition program. And you know, this is a process over about five years, and it was interesting to me that the better I felt, the more not only money, but time and effort I was willing to invest in myself. And I don't know why that happens. Maybe you can shed some light on that. Well, I mean, obviously there's, we, um, what I come across a lot with my clients is exactly what you said, which is this kind of selfishness feel to be able to spend money on bettering yourself when it could be going towards other things. But what I say is it's not selfishness. It's literally self-preservation. And you need this in order to function and be good to everybody else in your life that you're putting before yourself. So I think it's great. I think everything you mentioned, the P90X to the home videos to there's like I said, there's no wrong answer and you're just trying to figure it out. And um, it just kind of depends on what your background is, what you like doing, what are some of the more intense exercises or do you like being outside? Do you like being in a gym? Do you like having a trainer? Like you have to kind of find those things out. Now, when you do get with a trainer or when I do my online fitness coaching, I try to get you to that point faster because I can give you things that you may not necessarily think about. But as you're seeing, like physiologically, like as you're taking care of yourself, you're feeling better, you got more energy, you I mean, even they say like running, like you just like sometimes when I'm really like stressed out, or I'm trying to write an article, and I I have a brain freeze, I just get up, and I walk around the block a couple times, or I'll do about a mile jog and come back. And all of a sudden, just literally scientifically, my brain is kind of freed up, and I've opened myself up to be able to think 
more clearly and just give myself that little bit of space to come back and be much more productive in that 20 minutes where I felt like I wasn't wasting an hour. I wasn't wasting that time. It was actually like good. Otherwise, I'd been wasting my time in front of the computer sitting there longer than I needed to. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but that happens to me all the time. <laughs> you know what? I got to tell you, I have, you know, I have two elementary age children. I care for my elderly dad. He's 81. And I'm a single mom, obviously, and I'm soul supporting, which means I get no alimony. I get no nothing. So mm -hmm. my anxiety level is through the roof on a daily basis. I mean, yesterday my kid got bit by a dog. I was had to drop my work. I had to take him to the you know doctor. And, you know, we're killing like five hours between the pharmacy and all this stuff. And on, during this time, I'm on the phone trying to run my business, trying to console my kid. You know, in a perfect world, this is reality of what mom's lives are like. And I, at 5 o'clock yesterday, I started to cry on the drive home with both my kids because I was like, this is why I can't stay in shape. This is, this is it. I didn't have time to pee. I didn't have time to breathe. I didn't have time to eat. And I was so mad at myself that, you know, I knew in my head Trainers have told me over the years, pack a lunch bag in the morning. Your your days are so crazy that if you could just grab and go. And I blew it. And I just, you know, you beat yourself up on this stuff. But it's like, so I said to my kids, will you guys sit in the car and play your DS while I run? And they're like, mommy, we'll run with you. And I was like, no, because I will leave you in the dust. And I, we went to the park where I can see my car the whole time. They were playing the DS. I ran like a mad woman because I just... That energy has to go somewhere. Oh, my gosh. That's totally true. And I love that. I love that you did that. And <laughs> your poor children, I can just see them trying to, like, chase you around the park. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Um, no, and you're absolutely right. And the first thing I would say in those moments, because we all have them, is that just take a breath. And that fitness and your healthy lifestyle and your overall well-being is more than just a workout, a missed workout, a gained workout. It's more than the slip up donut that you have in the morning. It's more than the extra couch time that you take or the morning that you didn't get up for the run. It's, it's a mindset and you, you have to leave it. Like you have that moment, say, crap, I should have packed my lunch. I should have thought ahead, leave it done. Okay. So you don't have a, you don't have a healthier version of lunch. You find what you can to make it happen. And you did exactly what you should do, which is like, okay, there's no sense in sitting there and wasting time stressing about what you didn't do. Just go ahead and figure out how to then do it, how to not put yourself back into that same place. Cause you're right. You're juggling a hundred things at once and it's hard and it's hard with kids and no one's pretending otherwise. And I think the second thing you need to do, so first don't stress, first just, you know, again, don't beat yourself up because it's just wasted energy right there. And then second, I would not look at it like you need an hour, like you need two hours, like you need a gourmet healthy meal. Take 20 minutes, take 20 minutes, just give yourself 20 minutes. So I'm really like, I'm really proud that you took that moment and instead of dwelling in it, because a lot of people just say, okay, never mind. I'm just going to screw the rest of the day. I'm just going to lay around and it's, it's a waste that I'll try again tomorrow. Like you did something about it. You changed your mindset in that moment. And that's, that's the most important thing, not actually what you did, but just that your mindset was there and that you did something about it, which is amazing. And I love that about you <laughs> that you just did that. 
Well, and this is, is this like what it is to work with a trainer? Because like, I always thought like, you know, I don't have a million dollars, so I can't hire a personal trainer. I mean, do they talk to you or do they just blow a whistle and yell at you? Like Jillian Michaels, like she'll tell you tips and stuff, but most of the time it's like, okay, come on, four more, three more, two more. I mean, like what, what do you expect from a training? Like when people come to train with you, is this what it's like? Um, you know, the client makes the training session. So it's, it's kind of like anything you want it to be. And for the most, for the most, a standard training session, yes. Like we are designed, we are there to, to design a program for you, maybe fix any corrective issues that you may have and put you through a workout. Now, depending on the gym you're working for, depending on the private trainer that you're with, what goes into that session and access to that workout is, is on a case to case basis. So that's also what um, brought me to more online fitness coaching, which is there's not enough time in the hour because your one hour workout is only 4% of your day. I have to figure out what my clients are doing that whole 96% part of the time. And they need nutrition help. They need motivation. They need tips. I spend most of my time trying to juggle giving them the workout, but then giving, answering all their health and wellness like questions, because that's all they get with me is that one hour. And it doesn't, you can't multitask these things. These goals are too important to, to try to like throw at you in like one hour for you to remember and then go practice outside of seeing me. So with your training session, I think the most important thing to remember is that it is what you make it. So Sandra, if you came to me for an hour and you said, I want this, this, and this, I will make that happen for you. And if, if it's a complete workout, if that's all you need and the rest of your life is set and you're good to go, then that's exactly what I'll give you. If you come to me and say, you know, my workouts are pretty good. Um, I could use some added tips here and there, but my nutrition's really bad. Then we spend a lot of time working on your food with food journals and things like that. And sometimes people just need the accountability. They need somebody there making sure that they're being held accountable to the goals that they're setting and making sure that they um, are on the right track and attaining them and without injuring themselves at the same time. Um, that answers your question. See, I, would be, I would totally be the person that comes to you and just goes, help. Like, <laughs> yes. I don't know where to begin because I'm like, God, I need mindfulness training. I need nutrition help. I need fitness help. I need mindset. I need sleep, you know, yes. <laughs> just because I think, you know, when you, when you, when we sit down and we really talk about fitness, the people who are really fit, like in the times I've been super fit in my life, you know, I was a swimmer, I swam from the time I was four, you know, into my college years. I really didn't have to think about a lot of these things because my class schedule was set, my homework schedule was set, my workouts were set, you know, we had team practices and there was such a great, like, team, um, Team camaraderie. You know, I think of Bridget Smith. I will never forget her. She, we were both butterflyers, and we would swim. And she always beat me, or nine out of ten times she beat me. And she was so lovely. And we had such a great, like, workout camaraderie that it didn't really feel like working out. Like, yeah, the pool was cold, and, yeah, I'd get in the water and, and you know, feel like, oh, my God, why am I doing this? My hair is green. It's fried. I have to cut it short. And, you know, those are all my concerns <laughs> as an athlete. 
but they're real. And, you know, when you work out with somebody, um, there's like a two-way street. Like, And this is, I would love your opinion on this because there are times in my life where I love to like plug into my headphones and just go and re- disappear from the world. But there's other times where I need community and fellowship. And I'm really not a Zumba go to dance class girl on a regular basis. I like it, but there's something about a competitive spirit. Maybe I am too competitive that I like somebody to push me further than I would go. And, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you balance that with the, with the training, like with me, who's just completely all over the map, total train wreck mess everywhere in her life, but somehow I keep going. But somehow you keep making it. Well, um, you know, that's interesting because honestly, someone like you, which sounds like, you know, a disaster waiting to happen is usually one of my better clients because you have a very open mind and you have a, a big background, a variety of things. You like a lot of different things. And most importantly, you're opening, you're open to trying a lot of things. So I think with you, like the first thing I would find are the holes. So if I met you for the first time as one of my clients and in my head I have, okay, there's mindset, there's nutrition, there's fitness, strength, cardio. And out of what you tell me your day to day is like, I would figure out where your weakest link is. And from that point, I start to fill that gap first. Now, every gap, every part probably needs to be tweaked a little bit, but I start with the one that probably needs the most work. And what I first find out is why. Why are you eating badly? Um, Are you not preparing enough? Why do you not strength train? Do you not know how? Do you not like it? Why aren't you doing cardio? Do you not have cardio that you like? I mean, honestly, Sandra, at the end of the day, Health and fitness, I want it for my clients. I want it to be a lifestyle. I don't want it to be a diet or something that you do that's like a like a task or like a responsibility. I want it to be part of who you are and part of what makes you you. And to do that, we have to find things that you really like to do. So a lot of times, I like one of the first things I ask people is, do you like to run? Because a lot of people have it in their head that running means losing weight. And it just doesn't. And if they say no, I was like, great. If you don't like running, we won't run. That's not something I'll prescribe for you. If you're not that great with Zumba, if you don't feel comfortable doing it, don't do a Zumba class. And that's kind of the beauty about this industry is you do have 100 options. You do have a gym, home videos, trainers, boot camps, classes, dances, like all of these things that, I mean, there's a plethora of things. And you probably have to get about 150 or so minutes a week of cardio in. So why not make it something that you love doing, like um, running around a park, for instance, or just going or swimming or rowing a boat or chasing your toddler around the backyard. That's definitely cardio. Your heart rate is probably definitely getting up there if you're chasing that toddler and then throwing him up in the air or something. That's that's a workout. I mean, oh my God, can I just stop you for a second here and tell you one of the insane things I did shortly after the birth of my kids? So, you know, I get divorced when my kids are six months and three years old, you know, and um, I'm going to be on my own for the first time in, you know, 10 years. And I thought my workout would be, because I, of course, read this in a magazine, and I'm a magazine junkie, and I rip out workouts I never do, but I love to look at them. And (laughs) I did what my toddler did. Like, you know, my kid was like two and a half, three years old. So whatever he did, and we had a lot of fun with this to mimic it, but he would lay down on his back. I would lay down on my back. He would sit up. I would sit up. He'd roll over. Oh, my God. In like eight minutes, I was gassed. You know, (laughs) 
was the most incredible workout. And recently, and you will love this because I just, I thought this was unbelievably amazing. I was doing that 10,000 step thing, you know, where you wear the pedometer to see if you can hit 10,000 steps a day. Because I work on the computer primarily, I sit a lot. So I thought, well, I'll move my printer to the other side of the office so that I have to get up and move. You know, I did all these things to help me. But my little, little seven-year-old comes in and he says, hey, mom, I want one of those. So I, you know, go to the sports store. I pick up another one, a little waterproof one. I clipped it and then pinned it to his pants. And I sent him to school. And from 7 o'clock in the morning to 7 o'clock at night, that little monster took 23,000 steps. <laughs> Because, you know, he's one of those skinny little twig kids that runs everywhere. He's got to run to the living room, run to the kitchen, run to the living room, run to the kitchen, run to see mom, run to see me to tell one thing, run back to the Wii, and then run back again. And I was just curious. And it's like, here I am hoofing it out trying to get to 10,000, and he's going 23,000. You know, that's like some serious mileage on those little feet. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, that's amazing. I, I, it is funny to watch their endurance. And the best thing for us is when they're in that repeat stage. I'm, I can't remember exactly what stage it is. It's like age three or four where they don't want it done once. They want it done like 50 times. So, and it's always the, the most cumbersome thing to do with them, like spin them around or throw them <laughs> in the air or like sumo wrestle, pretend, like any sort of game where they're being tossed around and you're having to haul their body weight in one direction or the other. They want to do 100 times. And, and it's good for us because you do break a sweat. Like there's never a time with a toddler that I feel like you're not breaking a sweat. But it's it's true. They have that added benefit, that activity level. And that 10,000 step thing is really interesting because um, I know it, obviously. And I have a lot of clients who wear the pedometer, which is good because, you know, one of the biggest downsides to this day and age is the fact that we are at a desk all day, every day, a lot of the time. And it's taken down significantly are just daily activity levels. Um, they say 5,000 steps, less than 5,000 steps is a technically inactive person, a sedentary person. Um, and that's when you're well, Go ahead. You I'm sorry. so exhausted. I'm living proof. Like, and I will just tell you, I'm going to chime in whenever you say these things that are so powerful because I would get in my car. I live on a horse ranch. I'd get in my car, take my kids to school, drive an hour and a half to Beverly Hills, work my full work day, Get on the freeway eight hours later, come home, stop at the grocery store, feed my kids, do the laundry, get them into bed. And you want to know what my whole step count was? A whopping 2,000. So um, I'm considered a couch potato, you know, by that standard, even though I am busy all day. But you're right, I'm burning brain calories, but my body's just sitting there getting fat on the freeway. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, it's the one... Like the one advantage we have as city people sometimes is we walk everywhere a lot more than um, people that are forced in the suburbs and other cities to like use the car from place to place. So it is, I mean, I know it is frustrating, but it's also, I don't know. I find the positive end of this is that I don't feel like you should marry to that idea either. The 10,000 step thing is definitely, it's a good goal. It's a good way for people to gauge what they're actually doing. But is it the end all be all? No, like you're still burning calories. You moving is burning calories. Your body digesting food is burning calories. You're burning calories when you sleep. So there's a lot more to it than just this 10,000 steps. And it's a good, it's a good thing, I think, and mindset to have it because you don't want to marry yourself to one rule. Because if you don't accomplish that rule, then you feel like a failure. 
I do it um, with my clients all the time. They always ask me, I say, okay, do 10 push-ups," And they're like, well, um, they're like, or I'll, no, well, I'll say maybe like do, I don't know, bench press and like how many? And I say, well, I usually don't like to tell you how many because if I tell you five and you can do more than five, you'll just quit at five because I said five. Or if I tell you five and you can only do three, you're going to feel like a failure because I said to do five and you can only do three. It's kind of the same thing with weight. When people weigh themselves and you've lost five pounds, you're like, yay, where's my cheeseburger? That's my reward. Or <laughs> gain oh five God, pounds. Oh my God, in my bathroom? What are you like, standing behind the towel? I don't know. It's just that mentality. We're like, I, that's why I hate sticking to numbers. I'm such a, I'm just such a more mindset. How are you feeling in the moment? How, how are your energy levels? Are you tired? Are you cranky? Do you feel dumber on a day-to-day basis? Are you exhausted? How are your sleep patterns? Like all of these things are really what matters because it goes down to, it's much more than surface level, you know, and like how you look and it's, it's, more, it's really about how you feel because somebody can spend an hour in a gym and walk out feeling five pounds lighter than when they walked in. And it has absolutely nothing to do with being five pounds lighter because that's not possible, if that makes any sense. Um, it, so. does, it does. And I would say, like, the biggest benefit that that 10,000-step pedometer thing gives me is, and I know this sounds really ridiculous, but, like, I clip it to my sports bra, so I'm always banging it, you know, and it's like, and it pokes me in the boob, and it's like a reminder, hey, what are you eating? Hey, how long are you sitting? Hey, can you park your car at the end of the parking lot for the school and walk and get your kids rather than sipping your latte through the drive through pickup for your kids? You know, it's little things like that that really make a big difference. You know, I know people have used bracelets or rings, but I'm such a klutz, like I would cut my hand off, it would catch in something if I always wore like a reminder bracelet. But I think especially with really busy people like me juggling elder care and child care issues, juggling a company, juggling these shows, there's got to be some sort of reminder. And I think that's what you're talking about. Like when you talk about you can't control what your client does, you know, the 23 hours they're not with you when you train them for an hour or if they train with you once a week, the other eight hours or eight, seven days, six days a week, I guess. Math is not my strong point. Um, but it's how do you keep all that stuff in your head? You know, and you talk about making it a lifestyle. And I think, you know, when we come back after this segment, we're going to talk about, like, what does a healthy fit lifestyle look like? Because lifestyles look so different today. And you live in New York, so you've got, you know, different you've got different cultures, you've got different age groups, we've got single parents, we've got parents living together, we've got same-sex parents, we've got, you know, immigrant parents, we've got single people, you know, everybody has this different life, but there's got to be some commonalities in a healthy lifestyle. Do you think so, Polly? And I know we'll get into more of this after the break. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely agree. There are some standards that I'm, I'm preaching to every single one of my clients. Um, underlying rules that they need to follow but within those rules there's definite flexibility depending on the person that I'm talking to and what their needs are so yes I could not agree with you more <laughs> um and do you find that, like for me, I know, you know, we talked a little bit about this on another episode. You guys can check uh, Polly out on iTunes uh, on Powered Up Talk Radio uh, to hear some of her other segments with us. Um, do you find that people, like for me, I'm a good foot soldier. I think it's because I've worked for the military so long. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And I don't deviate from the path. If you tell me to eat a strawberry, by God, I will eat a strawberry and not a piece of melon. Um, 
Do you find that people under extreme stress just want to be told what to do? And I'm sorry, we only have a minute for your answer before we go to break. Yes. Yes. People, especially people in jobs that they're telling other people what to do most time in the day, they want the hour to just escape and detach and let somebody else take the reins. So and that that tends to be a lot of my clients as well. Um, not necessarily a bad thing, but I need, need to make sure that whatever I'm giving them in that moment, that we have enough outside of that um, or enough information outside of that hour that they're maintaining what I'm giving them on a day-to-day basis when I'm not seeing them. So we got to find a balance in a way. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to come back after the break with Polly Monson of Central Sweat. She is a New York City-based trainer, fitness, wellness expert who has a master's degree. I love smart girls. So when she come, we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about how do we handle a healthy lifestyle, what does that mean, and how are we going to bring that to ourselves in our crazy, crazy busy lifestyles more after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. Join us for Healing with the Marika Method. This is an amazingly informative show to help heal people as well as their horses, dogs, and cats. This show inspires and empowers people to take charge of their own health and their animals' health using the power of diet, nutrition, natural medicines, and lifestyle to heal a variety of health problems. Learn how food impacts all physical and emotional health conditions and how diet and natural medicines are used to heal the body, mind, and spirit. Marika is a health and nutrition specialist, homeopathic practitioner, a gifted medical intuitive and healer, and an author and educator with over two decades of experience in clinical practice for people and their pets. Join our host, Marika Vandewater, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smarts, strategies, and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls about 40. Okay, we are back, and we are here today with Polly Monson and I got to tell you, Polly, I dig these shows. I, I learn so much. I feel like I'm getting, you know, like sometimes I have therapists on. It's like my free therapy hour. You know, this is like my free training hour. And I just want to thank you for being here today because 
the information that you're bringing uh, to anybody who listens to this show, they're going to walk away with something valuable. I've already walked away with so many great tips from the first half of the show. For those of you that are just picking us up right now, you're going to want to listen to the first half of this show. You're going to want to listen to our other episodes. Uh, our guest today is Polly Monson of Central Sweat, and you can find us on iTunes under Powered Up Talk Radio. You can find us at PoweredUpTalkRadio.com. You can go to our host station in Texas, Toginet, that's T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com, and you can listen to the uh, recordings of Polly Monson and our fitness and wellness shows. Uh, we're really, really emphasizing getting out of the gym, getting out of our rut. You know, when you're 40s, 30s, 40s, 50s, it's you've got so many obligations, and you know, fitness has to become a lifestyle. It absolutely has to. I know that I wake up every day, and I'm not kidding you, I wake up every day probably because I had an eating disorder at one point, but I wake up every day going, okay, today is going to be a good day. Today is going to be a fit day. And I really, really do try to work fitness into my day, but I'm finding, Polly, that if I don't schedule fitness, if I don't schedule healthy habits, um, I'm dead in the water. You know, if I don't cook, like I, I do this thing on Sundays, Polly. I, I go to the markets. I, I take my kids to church. Then we go to the markets. We pick up all our food for the week, and it's probably 90% vegetarian, you know, with some, some meat and fish thrown in. And then I cook everything for the week because if it's not prepared, it's not happening. You know, I'm done at 5 o'clock. My kids are done at soccer at 5.05. I'm in the car. Boom, bam, I'm over there. You know, I don't have 90 minutes to prepare a meal every day. And I will tell you, if I have to clean another dish, this summer I made the commitment to kill a tree and use paper plates. Um, but if I don't schedule it, it's not going to happen. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. And let me first say, because you kind of bypassed it, but I thought it was like an amazing point you made, which is that you wake up with the positive mindset of this is going to be a good day. Like even that, Sandra, is is really hard sometimes for me to get across to my clients to just wake up with the the like just just wake up with the mojo of like I'm going to be able to conquer this today, or I'm going to have a good day, not a bad day, or not to be defeated within hour one. And I love that. Um, secondly, yes, you're absolutely right about the, the food. A lot of things, a lot of these areas really work better when you're proactive instead of reactive. And I know that I kind of preach a lot of like kumbaya and everybody should have fun. It should be a lifestyle, no stress. But at the end of the day, there is some work involved um, to formulate your healthy lifestyle. You want to eventually kind of get to an autopilot form. Like your Sundays is kind of an autopilot for you. Like, you know, you have Sundays to spend those three hours shopping and cooking for the week. That's amazing. I recommend that to people all the time. Take your Saturday or Sunday or any day that's really good for you, depending on what you do for a living and take the time to prepare ahead because it's going to make, it's going to take so much stress out of the rest of your week. And that's kind of the same thing with, um, the, like the scheduling of your workouts or your cardio sessions. Um, I do this notebook with my clients. Uh, it's called the fitness mojo notebook. And what I do for month to month is I schedule out basically there every day. Like this is what a healthy lifestyle should look for you based on all of the answers you've given me in a questionnaire talking about what you're like, what you don't like, what you have access to, 
everything. And so basically every day you say, I give you what cardio you should be doing, what strength you should be doing, the food you should be eating. We're trying to break some bad habits. We're trying to create some good habits slowly, but surely over time, this starts to become again, autopilot for you or something that you just innately want to do and know how to do. And then you don't necessarily need me anymore. But it's exactly what you said. It's this proactive approach to planning ahead. And then after a while, you just, it becomes an automatic. And that's what we want. That's what I think, if that makes sense. Well, I love how you put it so nicely. You're like, it's a proactive approach to planning ahead. And I'm like, it's brainwashing, Polly. That's what it is. And I will tell you, I'm going to tell you my little trick with my, I call my brainwashing cards. And this is so ridiculous. But, you know, I've been watching my kids. They have to memorize all this. And I'm just going to say it. Sorry, educational system, stupid stuff. They have to memorize the explorers. They have to memorize the state capitals. I can't tell you the state capitals right now. And I'm, you know, I have a master's degree in Saudi and I probably, if I whipped a few of those states out there that we, nobody talks about, we wouldn't know the state capitals. But that was standing. We made these little index cards, and I would drill them, you know, with their index cards on the explorers and on the, on the state capitals. And it occurred to me, like, if I can brainwash my kids with this inane material, what if I brainwashed them with positive influence? And I used to do this thing in the bathtub with them. They would take a bath together because they're little, you know, they're this, you know, similar ages. And I'd make them stand up and cover themselves with, with soap and bubbles. And then they'd go, I'm tough. I'm strong. I can do anything. And it's really funny because I started that when they were like two or three years old. You know, just, I don't know why. I think it's fun to like brainwash your kids. Um, <laughs> But then they got older, and when my son was losing at soccer, he's like, I know, Mom, I know, Mom, I'm tough, I'm strong, I can do anything. You know, and then I thought, what if I brainwashed myself with the messages that I need to do? Like, I know it sounds silly, but that this is going to be a good day, this is going to be a fit day. That I wrote, and you got to imagine me with my, you know, my little Sharpie markers and different colors and my little index cards, like I'm in sixth grade. I wrote out like 10 of these little mantras, like, what can I do today to get me to where I want to be? You know, this is going to be a good day. This is going to be a fit day. And I would leave them by my bedside. And for like a month, I read them. And I, the kids were laughing at me because they're like, Mommy, you're insane. And I'm like, I know. I am fully crazy. But I'm going to reprogram my brain because 10 years of a bad marriage, 10 years of bad nutrition, 10 years of living in the dumps, you know, caring for my mom as she died, which was such a gift to me, versus where I am today. I need to like change my thinking. I need to reprogram. And for me as a, a programmer by trade, an internet brand strategist, I thought, well, I can program a computer. Why can't I program me? And, you know, I call it brainwashing, but those little index cards and I change them up. And every time I start to slip Polly, I make a new set of 10. I'm a big person with the power of 10. Yep. I make those little 10 cards and then I read them, I read them, I read them. But I will tell you, they fly in your brain when you need them most. Yep. Oh my gosh. I couldn't agree with you more. I, a, one of the um, exercises I give my um, online fitness clients is find an item of inspiration. So whether that be a quote, whether that be an article of clothing that represents like the goal you want, or, um, and I have them put it or a picture of something, a picture of a family member or a picture of a hero or a role model for you, put it somewhere that you see it every day, exactly what you're talking about. And it's really funny. It reminds me, I just did, um, 
I just talked about this topic in an article for Women's Health just recently, and they wanted a quote of like, what do you do as a trainer to motivate yourself when you don't want to work out? And I said, I was like, oh, I'll put up like a pretty expensive dress, like hang it on the outside of my closet. So I see it every day and that I want to look great in it for the event that I'm training for in that moment or whatnot, just thinking off the top of my head. And I read when the article came out, I read all the other trainers tidbits. And there was one trainer that was like, who I love and respect immensely. She's amazing. And she was like, I just think about all of the hardships in the world and the floods and the disasters and the people that are poor. And I realized that my life, you know, it could be harder. It could be worse. You can get through this. It's not that bad. And for some reason, I just felt so shallow in that moment. I was like, oh my God, I'm talking about like pretty dresses and I just want to, I want to be tan. And then this other trainer's like, I think, but it honestly, it just, it was my, it was me making fun of myself. But at the end of the day, it's perfectly fine. Like that's, if that's my motivation and that's her motivation, whatever you're, if it's 10 quotes on note cards, if it's the bikini that you want to wear, if it's sticking like, you know, I don't know, a family member that may have a disease or that passed away from early disease that you want to keep to remind you to keep working for what you need. It can be, it's as important as you make it. It's, it's very, very personal to you, but I think it's real. Like you said, it is brainwashing. I mean, it, that sounds a little terrifying, but it, it is true. I mean, you have to, because if you think about it, not doing all these things is another, is another type of brainwashing. Like, the whatever inner monologue you have in your head right now of, oh, well, I just don't have any time today. Oh, well, I'm just too tired. Oh, I'm too fat to work out. Oh, well, I just, you know, I'm not, I have asthma. Well, I don't, you know, I have kids. I, my job's too stressful. All of that, same thing. It's just a different note. It's just a different. So, you know, if you can do that, why can't you change course and have something? Well, different? and you know what? Let's talk about that little voice because I've named that little voice, you know, and I like to have a lot of fun in my life. I'm sure you can tell. Yeah. Um, but I call that little voice, that's my stupid monkey. There's a stupid little monkey that climbs around in my brain. And at just the absolute worst moments, he comes up and starts chattering. And so I have learned to actually take a moment and sit down and write down what's stupid monkey is telling me and then I tell stupid monkey to shut up and sometimes like you know I was on a date recently and this guy was so handsome he was so handsome Polly like I couldn't every time he smiled he looked like a toothpaste commercial and I swear his you know he sparkled it was like you know so I would sit here thinking like oh my god you should have done the, you know the elliptical more like and this is what's going on in my head you know he's chattering away smiling at me telling me I have beautiful eyes well do I sit there and go oh yes I do oh no I don't I sit there and go oh my god my bra is too tight I bet I have fat back rolls I'm never going to turn around just make sure when you oh. go to the bathroom you walk backwards I mean these are the things the monologue that's going on in my head and it's that you know, and then I have to stop and go, okay, shut up, stupid monkey, because all those defeating thoughts come in and they can really mess with you. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it stops you in your tracks and it makes you, I, I just, and it's such a negative energy and you really, and the most important thing I think is what I try to get with my clients pretty quickly on is why, like, where are those thoughts coming from? Are they coming from outside sources? Are they coming from 
within just yourself? Like, have you had a history of this? Like, what is it about? Because you have to really, because it, 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 it kind of sounds like an anorexic thing, but it's not because anorexia, one of the parts of the disease is they see themselves as a much bigger version than they are, which is a very scary thing. I've trained someone um, with this disease and it's, and it's, it's very telling, but um, but everyone kind of walks around with a very subtle version of that with like, what do you see when you look in the mirror? Like, and it's a very hard thing to try to wrap your mind around, but I have to really like, you really just have to go to the source. So as a trainer, I have to figure out psychologically, where is this coming from? Where is the root of this? Because it's got to be from something. And as soon as you figure that out, then you, then you get the monkey there to, you know, battle it out, to get it away, to start fighting it, whatever it is, you just have to fight it. And, um, but, but honestly, that's why you have a support system. That's why you have a trainer. That's why you have friends doing the same thing because they're fighting with you. I mean, I think one of, and Sandra, you probably know this, like one of the things with, um, single moms or stay at home moms or when you're, when you're kind of isolated with your kids a lot more, you lose that type of camaraderie or focus group or support that you may need to kind of say you're not in this alone, like you're not in this by yourself. I think one of the most important things you can have is a partner in crime. It's someone I, as a trainer, I have one. As a trainer, I, I have my best friend who's also a trainer and come, you know, hell or high water, we are there meeting each other at the gym, forcing a workout because we still have to do that too because our life struggles are very similar in terms of just trying to make money and get working and personal life and travel, all of those things. Like we have to make sure that, you know, we stay healthy and focused as well. So um, I think, I think you know, the monkey, the, the there's a metaphorical monkey inside, but then there can live, be a physical monkey, but not necessarily a monkey because it's actually a person. But people in your life that are going to support you making these better choices for yourself and be like positive affirmation over and over again and reinforcement for you. And anyone that's not, you don't need to, you know, associate yourself with, honestly. I don't know. Well, and that, like, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about this because I think what you're talking about is so vitally important because especially, you know, when you're a stay-at-home mom or you're like me, a working mom in technology where I'm on the computer all day and all I see are my kids a lot of times, you can really get way off in your thinking and you can get way off in your perspective. And, you know, when you talk about, you know, the people, you know, that you spend time with, um, you don't get a whole lot of, I'm going to say, you don't get a lot of whole lot of positive body interaction feedback from a toddler. You know, you get a lot of Cheerios thrown at you and you're like sitting here going, wow, I went to the top university in the country. I got two degrees and really my life is reduced to milk in my hair and Cheerios down my blouse. You know, it's, it's tough on your self-esteem, and then you look down and you go, oh, my God, there's a warm puppy in my lap, but it's not a warm puppy. It's you. It's your belly that made this baby, and you're supposed to say, oh, I love it. It made a baby. It's part of me. Oh, hell no. It falls over my pants. It falls over my bikini. It gets in my way. You need to go away. And, you know, so you this is like, well, this is like a, a brief glimpse into what would happen in my kitchen. Um, but what I found, Polly, was I had to be really 
careful about the women that I chose to hang out with. And this was for three reasons. Because at first I just was like, oh, she's a mommy like me. Let's be friends. You know, and then I'm like, wow, you're like the psycho mommy from hell that every time I talk to you, your kid is like out of diapers faster than mine. And I feel like crap. So, okay, stay away from you. But then there's like like what I call, and this is so awful, but the tubby mommies. There's the tubby mommies who sit around and their primary thing is they sit around and they snack. And they eat their kids' foods and they barbecue and they swim and they all have a grand time and they blow up like balloons and then we have these like hyper competitive workout mommies which is like I have the $900 stroller with baby jogger and I'm there three hours a day and I really struggled to find my niche like where I could fit because I want to be fit but I want to enjoy my kids and other families. And it was really, really hard for me, Polly, to find a place to fit in. And it took me years. And I guess I want to say to any of the moms listening out there today that it took me years to make good girlfriends who we could enjoy our children together without competitiveness, that we could enjoy fitness together and really, truly inspire each other. Because I think sometimes women are their own worst enemy. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, and I try to make it a point, especially because I've always been a girlfriend girl myself. Like I've never really been the girl that has all the guy friends. I've always been the girl with the girlfriends. And but they I mean, and I have some really amazing ones, but I'm pretty lucky in that sense. I have one that runs a whole women empowerment company in Chicago. And like because I know I've seen the negative side to women to women when they compete with each other. And you're absolutely right. And I love that you're saying all this because you're so not alone. Like you're so not alone. Cause I know both of those extremes. I know the extreme moms that have all the money that can train three times a week and need their body back within two weeks after baby. And then I know the moms that kind of gave up a little, or they pretty much feel like their life is now dedicated hundred percent to their child. So they don't really care about themselves anymore in that sense. And it's almost um, defeatist in a way. Um, yeah. And it, you're, I mean, you're totally right. And you're, it's good for you to see that because even if it means that you're going to be a little bit more lonely for a little while, you're not going to surround yourself with outside variables that could end up just hurting you in the long run just for the sake of having company. And I think that's great for you. And I think it does take a while, but, you know, anything worth having usually does um, take some work and takes a while. And usually my first advice to people is, you know, start with you. Always start with you, no matter what. What do you want? What do you like? And once you start to find those, like that interest for yourself, whether it's a yoga class or whether it's a walk around the park, you'll start to slowly be around people that are choosing that as well. And that's and that's when you start to find those friends and those similar people because you're going to share those similar interests. Um, but you're right; it does take a lot. But it's it's just so important because I I mean for me I've always rather be alone than be around a, a negative influencer or be around somebody that sucks the energy out of me instead of giving me energy. I don't know. If well, and you know, can we talk a little bit about a negative influencer because some of them are really subtle, you know? And I will tell you, you know, I don't see like I see men more like oh I'm going to be negative influencer, boom, you know, and it's pretty obvious. You know, to the guys who put you down or tell you have a fat ass or whatever, you know, things like that. But women are so subtle. Like, I can tell you I was puzzled for a long time, Polly, because people would talk to me and I would 
they would be smiling and saying things to me that sounded good, but then I felt like crap. And I was like, is this me? Is this them? And there's always that subtle, like, especially like, you know, I did kind of balloon up after my first baby. I'll be honest. You know, I, I, I gained like 60 pounds between the baby and my fertility treatments. And so people would say to me like, Oh my God, you look so good glowing. Wow. That's like, like, Oh, you know, that's such a good color on you. And you, you know, you really dress well, you know, for just have having a, had a baby. And I'm like, well, it sounded like a compliment, but it didn't feel like a compliment. And I'm like, I'm fat. Get over it. I had a kid. Why don't you just help me? You know? <laughs> yeah. I didn't say that to people. I just, you know, would kind of walk away defeated. But it took me a while to stop listening with my ears and start listening with my heart because sometimes these well-intended comments can really sting and they... They might not be well-intended, and I'm going to just tell you a quick story. I, I did Krav Maga, which is Israeli martial arts, shortly after my divorce. And I did this primarily, Polly, because I had a lot of pent-up anger after my marriage. And, you know, my birth didn't go the way I wanted. I had two premature kids. My mom's dying of cancer. All the dreams I had had about having a family, having children, having my mom there and my dad there, you know, just kind of all imploded, went up in smoke. You know, I find myself, you know, with a dead mom, two dead dogs and, you know, two little kids on my own, you know, at 40, not, not really a great place to be. So needless to say, I had a lot of feelings and these feelings would spurt out, you know, like at school pickup, if I'd see the kids at 4th of July, intact families, like really weird places. So I thought I need to go somewhere to get these feelings out. And a friend of mine recommended Krav Maga, which is this Israeli martial arts. I'm sure you have it there, but it's essentially throwing a big old tantrum in the middle of a padded room where you can cry and punch and sweat and kick and scream, just like a kid's tantrum. And i got to tell you, it feels wonderful. You know, I would say that's probably one of my biggest healing things. But during that time, there was this thing we did where you, like five people stood around you with pads and you got to punch the person in front of you, punch the people on the side, kick the people behind you, and you, you drip sweat and you're, I started to cry during this whole thing because so much emotion came out. And then we all got down on the ground and we started doing sit-ups. And during the sit-ups, this girl, this skinny little twig next to me who doesn't have children, looks at me and she goes, what is it you do for a living? And I just, like, it totally, like, crashed my mojo for the day. And I realized, like, not everybody in my sphere of influence or my circle is going to be supportive of my recovery, of my whatever, my fitness. And there's going to be ones that are going to take pot shots to knock it down. And you could have taken it as a really nice inquiry to, you know, what do I do for a living? But my heart told me, like, ooh, danger, Will Robinson. Like, this is bad. Get away. You know, this is yes. – I could feel the meanness. Yes. And I just wanted to, like, get your feelings on – how do you know, like when you're working out, you know, listening with your heart rather than listening with what people say? I, it, absolutely. And, and definitely trust your instincts on this. Like you said, listen to your heart, not your ears. And my my biggest thing with people, especially how I determine like actual, like real genuine friends is advice, advice and comments. And what's the root? Is it objective or is it subjective? The people that are the people that are really close in my life, my practical family friends are all capable of giving me objective advice, meaning that doesn't matter what's going on in their life and their issues. They 
they advise me on what they feel like is in the best interest for me. And the people that you're talking about are giving you subjective advice or subjective opinions, which means that it's all about them. And based on what's going on in their life at the moment is why they're giving you the comment that you're getting. There's nothing that you did to this woman. There's nothing. It's just your existence. It's whatever's going on in that woman's life that forces her to give you a comment like that. And that's the stuff that you really need to like, focused in on like where is this advice coming from is it because you feel bad about yourself because you're going through a bad breakup because you're depressed and this is why you're putting this kind of negativity on me because it's certainly not you obviously from that story you've done nothing to this woman to warrant that and if you can separate that and see and make sure and understand the difference between those two then you won't take that kind of stuff to heart and that negative energy. And you'll learn how to stay away from that and people that do that and more towards the positive, objective energy from others, if that makes sense. It does. It does. Because what you, what you tapped into was that vulnerability. Like when you're getting fit, especially when you're losing weight or losing baby weight, there's a huge vulnerability into it because you've got to admit, you know, that you've made some, you know, wrong turns or that you've made some choices, even, you know, having a baby is making a choice, you know, to really affect your body. So there's a vulnerability there. Um, and I, I just love that you acknowledge uh, the vulnerability. Now I need to wrap us up uh, for this show. And um, girls, I need you to tune in. Uh, I need you to check us out on iTunes. I need you to go to TogiNet Radio or Powered Up Talk Radio. There are going to be four or five segments, um, actually four or five shows that we're going to do that are going to be, uh, we're going to talk about mindset. We're going to talk about flexibility, workouts, nutrition, things like that. This is a very important health series. You're going to want to tune in. You're going to want to stick around. Uh, I'm going to say come back next week. I'm going to say come back and check us out because this is training advice that is invaluable and unless you can get to New York and hire um, Polly or hire her on the internet you're not going to want to miss the next shows thanks and we'll be back We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and prominent career, is the brains behind The Real Cougar Woman. She shares her wisdom, grace, and laugh-out-loud opinions based on her stellar successes, both in the financial world and in in her personal life. Check out our website, poweredupwithbeckandfranklin.com and join us next week for another great conversation. We're here every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, right here on toginet.com. <laughs>